Welcome to the Sporting Ones podcast, and we're back with you for the Premier League podcast. What an intriguing time we have, Haydos. Yes, Paulie, good to be here with you. Um, yeah, some pretty crazy results, really. Uh, the title chase is is really, well, it's kind of stop-start at the moment, but um, yeah, some interesting Interesting dialogue all the way through the Premier League table from title chase to top four to relegation and in between. It's heating up much like the Adelaide summer. It is reaching that 47 degree point. It's just boiling over because no one, no one, even myself, saw that Newcastle was going to beat Man City. And yet one of the loves of my life, Rafa Benitez, pulls the rabbit out of the hat and manages to defeat Man City 2-1. I didn't know that Rafa Benitez was a love of your life. You always refer to him as the fat Spanish waiter. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy result. No one saw that coming, to be fair to say. Um, and they've dropped a lot of games, much unlike the city of last season that took all before them. And, yeah, I don't know what it is, but um, something's not gelling quite right there like it did in uh, previous years. No, let's just get one thing straight. That's an endearing name from Chelsea fans that I managed to take on for a little bit. But he's still one of the loves of my life. Anyone who brought the Champions League home when I was in my prime of 22 deserves to be loved. There, there's nothing but love. The only, the only time I disloved him was when he was at Chelsea and when he was at uh, in the last six months when he decided, you know what, effort. I can't be bothered anymore and I'm just going to sign crap players and not play well at all, which was his stance against the ownership, which is what he's doing now with Newcastle and Mike Ashley, really. Okay, well, yeah, I'm showing my juvenile and uh, very shallow Premier League knowledge there because I have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, we'll get on with this season and what's been happening in the last uh, two game weeks. Now, I've got a theory on Man City as to why they may have dropped that Newcastle game. They had a soft draw. They had Burden Albion of all sides, who are two leagues below them, nowhere near in their class, and they beat them 9-0 and then just casually strolled with playing a few youngsters to 1-0. And then played Burnley in the FA Cup and just in a canter beat them 5-0. I'm just wondering if that soft draw just maybe took their eyes off the prize a bit and they were, even though they scored after 24 seconds, maybe they just thought it was all going to happen. Yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it. And uh, my mind draws back to last year when they did drop a few games unexpectedly. It might have been in the Europa or some other league, um, which was almost unexplainable at the time because they were in such hot form. And that didn't translate at all to the Premier League. They won every game comfortably, but they did have these poor performance mixed in between total dominance. And yeah, maybe it is a mindset thing because they've got the talent that no other team has. And uh, that would probably just explain that their their mental sharpness isn't what it has been. No, that's correct. So Man City, um, yeah, dropping points. Sort of you thought Liverpool would take advantage, but despite the fact they got away with a 4-3 win against Crystal Palace, um, they drew one all this morning with Leicester. They do extend their lead, but it's only by one point. So now the lead is five. Um, Tottenham, despite the fact that they've barely got any strikers and they're struggling for players, um, managed to eke out a 2-1 win over Watford and just keep within touching distance of Man City and Liverpool. 
and also at the same time give themselves a handy little gap over what seems to be a real hot battle, 47-degree type hot battle for the top four. Yes, uh, it was looking very grim for, for Spurs for most of the game this morning and I was ready to say put a fork in Spurs, they are done. But the return of the prodigal son lifted us. He got us on level terms and then Lorente, who missed our absolute sitter only moments before, won us a game and it was a staring victory for the team, I'm sure, that will galvanise them. And uh, Poch looked very happy on the sidelines and I hope that that sort of good feeling and team bondingness that's probably taken place with all this injuries that we've had um, and we can really propel forward now. So Arsenal, in the meantime, somehow, despite the fact that they're losing defensive players left, right and centre, managed to beat a rudderless Chelsea 2-0, lose to Man United 3-1 in the FA Cup and lose convincingly, I might add, but then beat Cardiff this morning, oh, sorry, yesterday morning 2-1. And all of a sudden, because of Chelsea's massive loss to Bournemouth 4-0, which no one saw coming, and coupled that with a 2-0 loss to Arsenal, Chelsea are now down to fifth. They're on the same goal difference, the same points. But because Arsenal score more goals, Arsenal have just done a Stephen Bradbury into fourth at the moment. Yeah, that def- definitely does feel like that. They're in the right place at the right time. And it probably speaks volumes more about Chelsea's form and where they're at because they started the season so so well. And then now they're just faltering and they're showing all their deficiencies that people have talked about for a long time with no strikers and you know such a heavy reliance on Hazard. And their defence is questionable. Um, yeah, so it's not looking good for Chelsea at the moment and I honestly don't know how they get back in the top four and stay there for the rest of the year unless Higuain comes up trumps for them but it's early stages with that. Or Emerson at left back in place of Alonso. Uh, that, that's, that's another story. So the defence has to improve for Chelsea. That I think that's where they're struggling at the moment. Um, United continued their surge but for a brief, brief moment in time... Burnley were up 2-0 and looked like causing the upset that was going to end Solskjaer's streak. But they remain unbeaten. They're two points behind both Chelsea and Arsenal. And they've got a couple of fixtures to go in their good run before they start hitting their difficult fixtures again. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty shocking result. Definitely on the... Well, which nearly virtually happened... But uh, it sort of continues the good story behind Solskjaer's um, since he's taken over the team and the good feeling that all the Man U feel, uh, supporters are no doubt feeling. So, yeah, it was good in that sense for Man U. And, yeah, they, they probably got away with one there. Do you know what? I've had a look at the table and, and the top 12 are pretty much, maybe not in the positions as I saw them, but they're pretty much the size that we expected. Wolves, after their 4-3 stirring victory over Leicester late on at Molyneux, that was one of the all-time classic games I think I've watched. It was just end-to-end stuff. Leicester have to be praised for coming back from 2-0 down and producing an absolute classic of a match. Wolves won 4-3 and then they continue that on and, pardon the pun, hammered West Ham 3-0, absolutely gave them a pummeling. And it sort of, it set them now into seventh, which is where I'd probably rank them this season, just behind the top six. You've got then 
no, I think Everton are eighth. Um, there's West Ham, Leicester, all of those teams, uh, Bournemouth now are back inside the top 10. Um, so all those teams that uh, Watford are still around the mark as well. So all those teams that we thought were going to be top 10 or thereabouts, up until 12th, you'd say that's that's pretty much spot on. And then after that, it really, really drops away. And then you're in the relegation battle. Yeah. Um, touching on Wolverhampton there, they have really taken to the Premier League as we suspected they would. Other than a few dips in form where they had some disappointing performances, namely against Huddersfield, um, they have done really well. They've taken on the best teams. They've showed that their dominance in the championship last year was no fluke. And uh, yeah, they certainly belong at Premier League level. Um, yeah, the other other teams, uh, West Ham have been really disappointing as of late. They had a really good run of fixtures, but uh, their performances have not matched that whatsoever. So yeah, they've really missed a trick in my mind. And um, yeah, uh, Watford, they've also been pretty disappointing as of late. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a good mix of players, uh, teams in good form and teams in not so good form. One team which has just given themselves a flicker. Now, the points are getting away. Now, Huddersfield, I'm, I'm ruling out right now, despite their upturn in form and with the manager and now with Aaron Moy back. I'm ruling them out. Stick a fork in them. They're done. They're just playing for championship and perhaps moving to other clubs. But Fulham gave themselves a flicker. When all seemed lost at home, 2-0 down to Brighton, they found something. I'll tell you who the spark was. It was an ex-Liverpool player. It was Ryan Babel. He provided the spark. Mitrovic continued that spark and then Vieto finished it off. So from 2-0 down, they won 4-2. They've really provided some momentum now from that win that hopefully might be able to propel them into where we thought they would be outside that relegation zone. But it's really a logjam. So even up until Brighton are in 13th, they're on 26 points. Fulham are on 17 points. That's three games. There's still 14 games to go. That can be overturned. Now, Cardiff is in danger again. Burnley have had an upturn in form as well. They've been impressive. They were unlucky not to beat Man United. And Southampton, under Hasenhutl at home, are just getting result after result after result. On the back of Ward-Prowse, Ings, Target, Bednarak... They've just got a bit of solidarity about them now. Yeah, Southampton, they have certainly turned around since that change of manager um, and they still have a good run ahead of them. So now's the time to capitalise and they can definitely propel themselves forward, Um, maybe sneak up to where Brighton are. They're only three points behind, as you said. Um, So yeah, they could really add some safety to the season, which uh, didn't go as planned anyway, but they have done enough to eke out draws and to win those uh, close games. So, yeah, they're, they're looking pretty safe. Uh, Fulham is definitely the one that we never thought we'd see them in this position. They are still outside of the relegation zone by six points. There is that flicker. Uh, the Tinker Man is doing some good work at the moment. And uh, if Mitrovic can stay on song, when he has those games, he just takes over and he... Puts him in the back of the net. He's a huge presence up there. His threat of goal is through the roof. And, um, yeah, he can bring them out of that relegation zone. Yeah, he's their barometer. All right, that brings us into a hot, hot, hot game week 25. Double game week for Everton and Manchester City. So they've got the extra game. Kicks off Saturday night. Spurs versus Newcastle at home. 
I'm thinking 3-0 win. I don't reckon Rafa will be up for this game as much away from home as what he was at home against Man City. Well, I would like that. But uh, my concern for the Spurs is the fact that they've played uh, five games in what will be 12 and a half days. So there's no doubt going to be a lot of players feeling the, feeling the heat. Um, hopefully, Poch has had the right mix of rotation and he has a fit and firing team. Um, I do still think that they'll win, of course. They've got Sonny back. He can do anything. Um, and yeah, maybe Newcastle will be a bit flat after that huge win against City. Now, the odds brought to you by Sportsbet. Uh, Spurs, $1.36. The draw, four fifty, And Newcastle, if you like their value, eight fifty. All right, Sunday morning, the early game, Burnley versus Southampton at Turf Moor. Bit of a uh, relegation battle this one. So two fifty Burnley, two eighty Southampton. The draw three twenty five, looking tasty for mine. I think Southampton can breach Burnley's defence. I'm thinking one all draw in this one. Yeah, this one is definitely going to be close. That's for sure. They're sixteen and seventeen on the ladder, so that's going to be a reflection of how the game will go. Um, yeah, I think uh, Burnley at home. They've they've definitely turned the corner. I can see them not conceding here. Maybe. Just uh, Barnes or, or Wood, who's really found form, can put one in the back of the net and they can eke out a little 1-0 draw here or maybe, maybe sorry, a 1-0 win or maybe even get two to the good. All right, who we got next? We've got Crystal Palace and Fulham at Selhurst Park. Another relegation battle. Uh, liking uh, Crystal Palace at home in this one. Zaha's turned the corner. But you wouldn't rule out Fulham given their late comeback and the momentum they may have gained from that. So Crystal Palace are at uh, two dollars, uh, three thirty the draw, and Fulham at a tasty three seventy five if you want to take the risk. Yeah, and I don't mind Fulham because Crystal Palace will be without Wilfred Zaha, who got red carded in the match earlier today. So he'll be out. He will not be available for selection. Okay, I take that back. So, Wilfred Zaha in good form, but red carded. So, that changes things. And I reckon the draw's looking really good on that one. So, I'm going to back in the draw at 3.30, I think. And um, I reckon that's where I'll leave it. Because we've got a huge clash. Huge. Massive. Stop the presses. Because this could be the match of the season. It's Chelsea versus Huddersfield at Stanford Bridge. You're really on the on Chelsea's back here. I can I can sense maybe there's a bit of bad blood uh, in previous years or something because you know there's been teams in worse form, but uh, you know you don't you don't mind uh, sinking the boot in. Hey, look, if it's not Arsenal's defence, then it's uh, Chelsea's poor form. So I'll, I'll you know I'm each way bet. Uh, Chelsea are a dollar fourteen. Huddersfield, if you like a uh, upset at Stamford Bridge, fifteen dollars. And seven fifty the draw. Surely though, this is a game that Chelsea turn around and maybe Higuain features on the score sheet. Surely they're at home, Huddersfield, bottom of the ladder. It doesn't get much better for Chelsea fans. Well, there's no better opportunity because if they don't turn it around here, I don't see how they're going to turn it around. And then top four becomes a real issue for them. And bye bye to Champions League. Yes. Uh, I still think Chelsea will win this, but uh, I don't know how they're going to hold on to that fourth spot. And uh, that brings us to Everton and Wolverhampton at Goodison Park. And this is listed as your silver medal match. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm liking a Wolves upset in this one. I, I'm just not convinced by Everton. I don't think they should have won against Huddersfield, but they did. They held on. 
Marco Silva's form since December has them as one of the worst sides in the Premier League, yet somehow they're clinging to eighth. There are always a chance with Richarlison and Sigurdsson, but other than that, I like Wolves. They like these types of games. They've hammered West Ham. They've beaten Leicester. They like playing the teams around them as well as the top six to prove a point. I I like a Wolves win. Honestly, do. Yep, team uh, Wolves are seventh, Everton are eight, so huge implications for just those teams. And yeah, it's going to be, uh, this could be uh, another high-scoring game. They they do like them, these teams. Um, but yeah, I do like Wolves because they're at home um, and they're in great form. So they've got Matinho, who's creating a lot. Jota is I'll, getting on the scoreboard. I'll just step in there. Wolves are away, mate. Wolves are away. Oh yeah, and I did allude to that so only moments ago. So, <laughs> but they are three ten for the away team. Everton are the favourites at two thirty, and the draw looks tasty at three thirty five. Yeah, and uh, I'd I'd take Wolves at that quote. Yeah, I would as well. So moving along, as we uh, Brighton at home to Watford, another one of those sort of interesting games that sort of mid-table. Brighton, 263, the favourite. 310, the draw. Watford at 280. So, so the betting market suggests it's going to be quite tight. I'm leaning Brighton at home. Amex Stadium, they just play it so well. Yeah, and it's a huge game for Brighton because they win this. They move to within a game and a half of Watford and potentially Everton. So, and, you know, that's five spots on the ladder. So... Yeah, there's going to be all to play for. Uh, Brighton, as you said, they do play better at home. Gross is back. Uh, they got Matt Ryan uh, back also, and Murray's in good form. So I do like them at home. Yeah, that's going to lead us now to the late Sunday game. Now, this is going to be... I'm just going to prep you now. This is going to be a game filled with emotion, and it could take them over the line. It's Cardiff at $3, playing Bournemouth, uh, who are now the favourite at 240 at Cardiff Stadium, the draw 330. The reason why I say that is obviously um, the sad news of Emiliano Salah, spelt differently to Mohamed, um, and his flight from Nantes back to Cardiff, where he was going to begin his Cardiff career, um, possibly by the sounds of a cruelly cut short um looks like the plane they found some wreckage today uh looks like the plane got um basically had a crash and looks like he may have uh, perished in that so our thoughts are with cardiff and uh more importantly the family of the argentine emiliano sala so i reckon cardiff on the back of that um, that emotion are a really good bet at three dollars yeah and that that obviously is a very very sad story you've just been signed to go play Premier League and you're heading over there with <laughs> eagerness and then you know you have the the plane interrupted along the way and yeah it doesn't get much sadder than that and as you said it's definitely a lot for the even though they didn't play any games with him it's a lot for the supporters and no doubt the coaching staff um, and a lot of emotion as you said so that could really galvanize a group and uh yeah, even though Bournemouth just came off a 4-0 drubbing of Chelsea, uh, yeah, this could be a bit tighter than recent form suggests and perhaps maybe a draw. And Yeah, I'm thinking that way or a Cardiff win because Cardiff do play much like I just alluded to with Brighton. They're smaller stadiums, they're really tight pitches, the crowd's really close. Cardiff play it really well and if they're going to get survived this season, they have to win these types of games at home, which they can and they have shown that they can. Yes, and uh, that brings us to... The bronze medal game for this week is uh, Leicester 
versus Man United at King Power Stadium. And uh, two teams that are in decent form. Uh, Man U, as we know, they're unbeaten since Solskjaer took over in the Premier League. Which I think is nine matches now. So he's starting to get really quite a run together. And we're starting to see him use those players that were really on the outer, on the fringe, or even injured at times, such as Sanchez. He's using him pretty effectively. Lukaku, um, Mata. He's really just rotating the team as a good manager should with a lot of depth. So I like where they're going. Um, and I think that they will beat Leicester. You've got to like how they're playing, although I'm not so sure they will beat Leicester. They're due for one. They're just, uh, they weren't that convincing against Burnley, but it was the old Fergie classic get-out-of-jail draw type of scenario. Leicester really play these big clubs well. If you look at it, they've beaten Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge. They've beaten Man City at home, and now they've drawn at Anfield nonetheless. I like them for a win, and I'll tell you what, they're tasty at 375. Man United at 191, and the draw 350. I like Leicester at 375. I really do. But having said that, do not take uh, that from me lightly because I do have a certain bias there. <laughs> Against Man United? Yeah. I do uh, I do like where you're headed with that, and you're right. Leicester have uh, taken some big scalps or managed to, to eke out draws against those big teams, and, yeah, they're not afraid of anyone. They've got a lot of uh, attacking prowess up front in the form of Jamie Vardy. And having said that, they also took Wolves to within an inch. They were only a minute away from claiming a 3 all draw when they were 2-0 down at Molyneux, which Wolves play so well. And that's uh, Ryan Madison. He looks like a fair talent, I think. Uh, in coming years, he's going to be right at the top of the Premier League sort of uh, standings. I don't know who Ryan Madison is, but I know who James Madison is. And you're right, James Madison is in terrific form, although it was strange to see him on the bench against Wolves, but he still had an impact when he came on and set up their third goal to equalise. So him from set pieces, he is so dangerous, and we all know what Vardy can do. Plays on the shoulder, so quick, can score against anyone, has the best record of any striker in the league against the top six. So that spells danger for Man United for mine because defensively that's where they are their weakest. Yep, James Madison, Jimmy or Ryan as I like to call him, but uh, we know who we're talking about and, yeah, he's a good player. So uh, the gold medal match now features Man City, last year's title winners in uh, a little bit of a hole at the moment, but they move back to the Etihad and they're coming up against Arsenal. How do you see this playing out? I see it as a City win, but if any side attacking-wise can threaten the City defence as Arsenal, and that's because they've got Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, if he plays, although he's likely to have some sort of muscle injury as he does against the top six, I think it, I think it might be his heart muscle. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, that's just a slight dig for anyone that knows Ozil. He doesn't really perform in the big games. That's, that's where that sort of slide dig came from. Um, but the worry for Arsenal and the huge worry, I think I've gone about it. All, on about it all season, but I'm going to continue because I've sucked the, sunk the boot into Chelsea, so I might as well continue, is Arsenal's defence. And more to the point that they don't really have any defenders left, and that's going to be a huge problem against the City side, who are going to be angry, are going to have Aguero, De Bruyne, Salah, uh, De Bruyne, uh, sorry, Salah, got confused with my sides there, Sterling, Sane is what I meant to say, David Silva, they're all going to be up for it and they're all going to be wanting blood and they're all going to be wanting to score goals. And I would imagine that Salah is the absolute last person on this earth that you would want to see in Man City colours. 
Yeah, don't. Oh, jeez. For, for many I, reasons. I hope I haven't jinxed it, but no. Um, Sane is who I was thinking of. So, Man City at a dollar twenty-eight. I, I can see, look, if Arsenal don't score, it's going to be a long night for them because I think City will put three or four away. Yep, and uh, interestingly, Sportsbet do have a $2 special on Man City and I'd be lapping that up because I do think that they will cause havoc to the Arsenal defence who let, was it six in against Liverpool? Five. I would have liked six, but, you know, we'll take five. Um, granted, Liverpool did concede in that game the one goal, so Arsenal are a chance to score. But at $2, geez, that's just as good as their Patriots special in another sport at $2.50 if you want to take that risk as well in the Super Bowl on Monday. So I'd be getting on both specials. Very nice. Actually, Ladbrokes had the uh, Patriots special at $2.50. I'm getting my betting apps confused. Well, but if, you're, if you're across so many, you do have uh, the options open to you, don't you? Yeah, well, I'll get on both. I'll get on Ladbrokes, two fifty, the Patriots to win, and definitely the Man City special at 2 bucks. Get on that because you won't get better odds than that. Yep, very good. I think Man City win this. Um, moving on to the Tuesday morning game. It is spread out across a fair few, fair few nights this game week. And it's uh, West Ham against Liverpool. We dropped points at Anfield, Paulie. How does that feel? Yeah, I saw that goal and I've seen it again and I don't want to see it again because it just rankles with me that just sought out the defence. It... The ball could have been cleared. It wasn't. Leicester score right on the stroke of halftime. That took any impetus, any, I guess, knock the wind out of Liverpool a bit. And that's what happens when you concede that close on halftime. And when I saw it, I'm like, Liverpool are going to draw from here or lose. And that's what happened. I guarantee if Liverpool had gone into that break at 1-0 up, it would have probably been 2 or 3 by the end of the match, but that's what happens. But you take the extra point because it's still a point gained. There's still five points now ahead of City instead of four. So it means it's not a win and a draw now that City need. They still need the two wins, um, but it's getting tighter and tighter. West Ham are going to be pretty angry with themselves. So, look, I'm going to go into each game pretty apprehensive, let's be honest. It's getting getting tight towards these last couple of months. But the record for Liverpool against West Ham is really, really good. I think the last five or six games for the last two seasons have been 4-0 Liverpool. Well, yes, I would like that tradition to continue because, uh, yeah, I I would like to see you happy, Paulie. Um, Yeah, and I think West Ham, they're in really, really bad form. And and Anadovic's now got an injury that's going to keep him out for a a substantial amount of weeks. So they're not going to have the same scoring power that they do with him in the team. Um, so, yeah, I can see Liverpool returning to winning ways here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a 2-1, 2-0 victory. I'm not that confident. But that'll lead us into the Thursday morning bronze, second bronze medal match. I've got, a, I've got two bronze medal matches. I couldn't decide. How did that happen? I just couldn't decide between the two. So yeah, To be fair, there is an extra game in this game week. Yeah, so it's Everton versus Man City at Goodison Park. This could be a bit of a banana skin for Man City because Everton despite their form, have been better at Goodson Park. But Man City, well, they need the wins. And they've got Chelsea after that at home. And Chelsea did beat Man City early in the season. Though you couldn't see that happening right now. But Everton do could cause an upset here. Yeah, well... And this is on Thursday morning. Everton, uh, $7 a win if you want to take the chance. Four fifty the draw. And Man City deservedly won 33 favourites. Yeah, well, it's incomprehensible almost to, to be getting off Man City considering their dominance in the last two seasons or even previous seasons to that. But uh, 
you know, it's just their depth. They just have so many different players that they can pull out week to week. They can change their lineup almost in every position and still be heavy favourites going into any match. So, yeah, for that reason alone, I still think that they have enough to beat anyone and I can see that that's going to continue against Everton who might get tired legs after playing two games uh, back-to-back. But having said that, Everton do have the extra day though to recover ahead of Man City, which could be to Man City's detriment. We don't know, but Man City do have the depth to rotate. Uh, I'd still be backing City, but probably a little bit closer than people expect. Maybe 2-1, 3-1. Everton could nick a draw, but I'd be backing City in this one. Yeah, and City's defence hasn't been as locked tight as it was at the start of the season. They're they're conceding almost every week now, which is, uh, yeah, quite unusual. And Everton certainly have the firepower up front to exploit that. All right, so the locks, I've got Tottenham at home to Newcastle as a lock. I've got Chelsea at home to Huddersfield as a lock, although I'm not as convinced about that after this morning. And I've got Man City at home to Arsenal as a lock. Yes, that's right, as a lock. Um, Best value, uh, I alluded to it before, which... I'm changing my mind with the Zaha um, aspect. I did have Crystal Palace. I'm going to put Fulham as best value. Everton against Wolves as value. And Cardiff at home as value. The upsets, though. Leicester to beat Man United, which I alluded to. Wolves to beat Everton, as I alluded to. Even though I've got Everton in the best value. But hey, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to do that. Uh, we haven't set the rules, and we're setting the rules as we go. So that's what we're going with. And even though I've said that Man City are a lock against uh, Man, uh, Arsenal, I've tipped Arsenal in an upset against Man City. So you know, as I said, we're making the rules up as we go. And most likely to draw Brighton Watford, which I think we said could be a draw. And Burnley Southampton just reeks draw. That's just got draw written all over it. Just come at me. One all nil all um, draw. That's what I've got. What What are your thoughts on that? Look, I'm a little bit hesitant this week, really, to to name too much as uh, locks, best value, and draws because there is banana skins all over the league this week. Um, in my mind, anyway, um, Spurs will probably be as close to a lock. Um, maybe that's my bias coming in. Uh, but other than that, maybe uh, Liverpool against West Ham. But um, yeah, just having a quick look, maybe. Uh, Wolves would probably be the best value for me at 310 against Everton. But even then, you know, it's 310 for a reason. Yeah. Well, what about your upset? What's your what's your upset you can see there, like the couple that I've picked out? Just pick out one. All right. Well, we'll go with that feel-good potential story in Cardiff. And, uh, yeah, if that were to, to get over the line, I think um, there'd be a lot of Premier League supporters out there who wouldn't be too upset. Most likely to draw? Yeah, I think the the Burnley and Southampton game, as you mentioned. Yeah, all right. So we'll leave it at that. Looks like it's going to be a huge week ahead. Uh, and then we got another one after that. And then we go into an FA Cup round. So it's uh, getting to that stage of the season where, like I said, it's getting as hot as the Adelaide summer at 47 degrees Celsius, that is. So we look forward to seeing you next week. And good luck to all your sides. Uh, especially if you're a Man City or Everton uh, side, because you've got two games this week. More fun. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye for now.